You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. We can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Today I'll be reading I Thought You Only Liked Me for My Cardigan by I'm Your Honeybee. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include College student Dean Winchester Mature student Dean Winchester In his 30s Professor Castiel Top Castiel Bottom Dean Dean Winchester Wears Panties Dean Wears Cass's Cardigan Cass Has Domish Qualities Fluff and smut, anal sex, anal fingering, hand jobs, dirty talk, panty kink, spanking. Bitch, I'm stylish. Glock talk, big t-shirt, Billy. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Niggas talk crazy when I pull up in sight. I Thought You Only Liked Me for My Cardigan Written by I'm Your Honeybee Read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein Summary Dean has a fantastic one-night stand with his professor, Castiel Novak After waking up in the morning, he decides that he's going to keep him All it takes is a stolen cardigan and some shameless flirting for Dean to wind up bent over Cass's desk Author's note. Inspired by Adam Rose's TikToks with Misha and Jensen wearing his cardigan. The thick blue cardigan Dean was wearing doesn't belong to him. Hell, it isn't something he would generally consider wearing at all. He's more of a flannel and jeans kind of guy. Today, however, he's making an exception because Dean is on a mission. Last night was supposed to be a one-night stand, the culmination of months' worth of sexual tension between him and Professor Castiel Novak. They'd even agreed to pretend it never happened and move on. They just needed to get it out of their systems, Dean had panted into Cass's mouth. He had been willing to agree to almost anything at that point. Earlier this morning, when he'd woken up with early morning sunshine directly in his eyes and the hottest man he's ever seen asleep beside him, Dean had arbitrarily decided that his agreement to keep it to one night had been a lie. He's keeping Cass, and Cass is just going to have to get on board with that. That determination has turned him into a thief. Sure, the jeans he's wearing are his own, yesterday's, but how would anyone know? But the black button-down and the aforementioned blue sweater doesn't belong to him. 
No, those he'd stolen out of Cass's closet before sneaking out the door before the man himself could wake up. Let Cass think he'd snuck out early and decided to keep to their deal. Cass is a smart guy. He'll figure it out soon enough. When Castiel wears the blue cardigan, it stretches tight over his body, form-fitting in a way that makes Dean's mouth go dry and his breath come short. On Dean, it's looser, skimming over him all comfy and soft. He keeps it partially buttoned to emphasize the broadness of his shoulders and the taper down to his waist. Judging by the shocked, hungry look on Cass's face when he enters the lecture hall to Dean sitting front and center, Cass feels the same way about Dean in the cardigan that Dean does about Cass wearing the thing. Point Dean. Cass swallows, his tanned throat working around nothing before he visibly pulls himself together and greets the class. Good morning, everyone. Dean shifts in his seat, affected as always by Cass's gravelly tones. Still, he manages a bright, innocent grin. Hey, Professor Novak. God damn, but he looks. Those tight-fitted pants should be illegal. The perfectly fitted white button-down highlights his tan and the strength of his forearms. Castiel's nostrils flare on an inhale as his eyes turn back to Dean. Hello, Dean. Oh yeah, it's on. To Dean's annoyance, Professor Novak manages to avoid his gaze for the entire first half of his lecture. Those blue eyes seem to rest on every other student but for him. Nevertheless, the man is a pleasure to watch as he talks, all expressive and persuasive, his passion for his subject matter almost palpable. As sexy as he is when he's lecturing, the lack of attention just won't do. That flies directly in the face of the plan. Keeping his eyes fixed on Castiel, Dean shifts in his seat, slowly spreading his legs wide under the desktop. He wouldn't know that Professor Sexy saw, but for the minute stutter as his eyes finally, finally land on Dean. Dean winks. Cass's tongue darts out to wet his lower lip. Dean smirks, holding eye contact before deliberately dropping his eyes to Cass's plush pink lips. Castiel turns away, grabs his water bottle off his desk, and drinks. It's Dean's turn to stare again as a droplet of water escapes his mouth, runs down his darkly stubbled jaw, and drips down to wet his neck. The water bottle thuds as Cass sets it back down on his desk harder than strictly necessary. The way his shirt rides up just a little bit when he swipes his thumb over his full lower lip to collect the moisture left behind has Dean sending up a fervent prayer for his own water bottle, because he's fucking thirsty. The entire interaction lasted a grand total of 30 seconds, but it has Dean strung tight. The horny part of his brain is clamoring that Cass is all of ten paces away. It would be so easy to push him down onto that desk of his and ride him until he comes yelling Dean's name. It would be equally easy for Cass to bend him over the desk and fuck him until Dean cries from overstimulation. Shit. If Cass wanted to give a lecture sitting down, Dean could just crawl under the desk and suck his cock until his voice breaks, and he can't concentrate anymore. Heat shoots down Dean's spine to pool low in his gut. He spreads his legs wider, trying to relieve the pressure that sprung up in his jeans. It doesn't work. Sweaty-palmed, Dean grips his knees under his desk and listens to Cass pick the lecture back up again. It doesn't help. 
The problem is that Cass talks with his hands. Expressive and eloquent, he uses gestures to emphasize his points and graceful movements illustrating concepts. Those fingers had been inside Dean last night, rubbing up against his prostate until he had gasped out entreaties and promises, begging Cass to fuck him. Those hands had held his hips with bruising strength and slapped his ass just hard enough that Dean can feel it today. Just hard enough that he's extra sensitive today. The next time Castiel looks at him, he abruptly stops talking, choking on his words mid-sentence. Dean knows what he's looking at. Glassy green eyes, pupils blown with arousal, a pink flush riding high on his cheeks, making his freckles stand out against his skin. Callous rough hands scrubbing up and down his wide-spread thighs in an attempt to shed some of the restless energy that just keeps mounting. Textbook's out. Castiel rasps. Turn to page 394. Dean flips his textbook open and slides his fingers through the pages without even pretending to try and find the right one. He's too busy staring at the man in front of him, holding back a bark of laughter as Cass's eyes sparkle at him in the way they do when the guy thinks he's done something really fucking funny. No one else in the room would know it, but Dean does. He's come to know Cass through off-topic conversations when the good professor is supposed to be in office hours. He has a sneaky sense of humor that most people miss. Dean thinks he's the funniest guy he knows. When he first enrolled in university, he thought returning to school in his 30s would be super weird. He'd make jokes about teacher-student role plays to his brother, laughing about how at least he isn't jailbait. Sam had been a snarky dick about it, accusing Dean of confusing reality with porn. Dean feels blessed that reality seems to be confusing itself with porn because he's having a great time right now. The lecture hall fills with the sound of turning pages and hardback book covers thumping against wooden desktops. Castiel takes the opportunity to glare at Dean, raising one brow in a look that speaks without words. Really? It says, stop it. Dean grins back, sunny and warm before giving his teacher the most blatant once-over anyone has ever done. He's deliberately obvious with it, raking his eyes over Cass's perpetual sex hair and down over his broad chest and thick biceps. Dean lingers a little bit on Cass's covered hip bones, remembering how sharp they are and how the skin tasted when Dean bit them. He lingers longer on the sizable bulge at the front of Cass's well-fitted dress pants. Dean knows what those pants are covering. Over the last few months, he'd spent a significant portion of each lecture speculating. Was Cass cut? Uncut? Would the head be a dusky pink or something darker? Would he be thick? Long? Does he have a curve or is it ruler straight? Is Cass all natural or trimmed? Knowing all the answers to those questions has him down bad in the middle of class. Dean pops the earpiece of his shades between his lips and looks up at a motionless Castiel through his lashes, only realizing what it looks like after the fact. So sue him. Thinking about Cass's cock makes him want something in his mouth very badly. If Cass thinks his problem-solving skills are sexy, that works for Dean. Please read paragraphs one, two, and three, Professor Novak says. I want you all to have a quick base of understanding of the concepts I'm about to go over. 
The second he's finished speaking, his eyes land back on Dean, expression thunderous. He doesn't bother checking the room to make sure no one's looking at him before mouthing, Stop it. The unintentional show of how confident Castiel is that he'll be obeyed has Dean going from hard to aching. Taking his cues from Cass and assuming that no one is looking at him right now, Dean locks his eyes with his teacher and presses the heel of his hand down on his erection, letting his lips fall open with how good the pressure feels. Cass watches, eyes wide and fixed on Dean's hand pressing down against the front of his jeans, and the slight upwards tilt of his hips as he chases the friction. It takes everything Dean has not to let out the desperate groan building in his chest. Instead, he pushes down again, wiggles in his seat, desperately regretting that it was panties he'd put on when he'd stopped at home for a shower. The silky fabric shifts on his cock, and Dean bites back a gasp at the sharp zing of pleasure that shoots through him. Cass's gaze darken as his pupils blow wide. Dean makes a show of sitting on his hands. If he doesn't stop touching himself, he isn't going to be able to walk out of the lecture hall at the end of the class without embarrassing himself. Their eyes lock, the contact sticks, holds, simmers between them, and Dean loses himself in it. The world slows down and halts entirely. As far as he's concerned, it's just the two of them on their own little planet, and they're about to wreck each other. Dean can't wait. In the back of the room, someone coughs. Cass's head jerks up like a spell breaks and blushes crimson. Dean beams, absolutely delighted with himself. Cass glares. Dean smiles bigger. Cass glares harder. A girl, some teenager fresh out of high school who has flirted with Dean since his first day in class, giggles. The sound wipes the glare off of Cass's face as he schools his expression back into something more appropriate for civilization in general. That should have been enough time for you all to have done such a small amount of reading. The professor reappears, a professional front that Cass throws up in what Dean hopes is a desperate attempt at getting through the rest of the class without further incident. Point Dean. Cass's voice gets huskier over the remainder of the lecture as he watches Dean pull out all the stops. He pops a pencil between his lips and shoots Cass a heated look. A few minutes later, he pops open a second button on his, Cass's, shirt, fingers fumbling on the button. Cass's voice drops from his usual gravel to something that sounds like an old-fashioned, all whiskey over ice with the kind of sweetness that Dean can't wait to taste again. He knows that tone. That's the tone Cass used the night before when he had ordered Dean to roll over, right before he'd proceeded to rim him within an inch of his life. By the time he'd finished, Dean had been a quivering mess of a man, boneless on the bed under him. Judging by the triumphant look Cass shoots him, he knows. Point Cass. Finally, finally, the lecture comes to an end. Cass rattles out the reading for the day while Dean does some deep breathing to calm himself down enough that he'll be able to get up without wincing. Even with the deep breathing, he's stiff-legged as he slides out of his seat, still chubbed up enough that movement isn't a friend to him right now. Anticipation has him antsy in the best kind of way. It's time for his pièce de résistance. The jeans Dean is wearing are an old pair, wash-worn and soft. 
just a little bit too big at the waist. They do exactly what he wants them to do when he bends over to grab his bag. They slide down just enough to expose the lacy little hem of the panties riding high on the small of his back. He can feel Cass's eyes on him like a physical touch. Mr. Winchester. Professor Novak is back again, except that roughness is out to play again. Dean wonders what Cass would do if he called him Professor Fuxalot, but that thought gets shunted to the side when... Please join me in my office after class. Fuck yeah. The bag gets hoisted over his shoulder before Dean turns around with a flirty grin, but keeps his voice bland and unassuming. Yes, Professor. Of course I'll come. The expression on Cass's face is priceless. Checkmate. Put it in perspective. Bitch, I got everything I wanted and some extra. I am not the type of turning into a detective. Got to on my own phone, barely even checked. Uber is the food I don't call, I just text. Guess I don't bail, my little bitch got a best. Next on my Lexus, no backseat, so no best. You can text you, no guesses, so don't text. It isn't until he's standing outside of Cass's office that it occurs to Dean that he might just be here to get the dressing down of a lifetime for being inappropriate during class. For a moment, a single gut-wrenching, bone-chilling moment, he stands outside the sturdy wooden door and berates himself for taking things too far. That notion is quickly laid to rest when the door swings open, and he finds himself bodily yanked inside by impatient, rough hands. Despite this being exactly what he wants, Dean's first instinct is to fight back. That is, until he feels lips just below his ear, dark stubble and hot breath teasing his skin as he's marched forward the half-dozen steps it takes to get to Cass's desk. Bend over. Cass orders, rough-voiced and directly into Dean's ear. Make me. Dean snarks back, his anxiety turning into hot anticipation. Seconds later, his knees hit solid wood and his chest is introduced to the battered surface of Cass's large, sturdy desk. Delighted that he's about to live his favorite porn, he stretches his arms out to grip the opposite edges of the desk and shakes his ass a little bit, a red flag waving in front of a bull. You are an insufferable. Castiel drapes himself over Dean's back, the weight of him anchoring Dean in place as he yanks the cardigan's collar to the side, bearing Dean's neck to his searching lips. Teasing. Cass's voice goes guttural, ten miles of bad road under rough-ridden tires. Brat. He mouths at Dean's neck, hands firm on his hips while he grinds himself against Dean's ass. Begging to be punished. Oh, fuck yeah he is. Dean mentally skips his happy ass right into horny jail and offers up his horny bail. You want to make me be your good boy, Cass? The teasing words almost get lost in the feeling of Cass's cock up against his ass, big warm hands firm on his hips, and dear sweet God teeth nipping at the sliver of skin exposed where Cass had yanked down his collar. You gonna spank me again, Cass? He moans, the heat that's been building since he stepped into class this morning licking at his insides in a way that makes him grateful that the desk is holding him up. You should show me some respect. Cass bites down on Dean's earlobe, hard enough to force an embarrassingly loud moan from him. Dean feels his cock kick in his panties, the gut punch of desire almost overwhelming. 
His hips roll back onto Cass's clothed cock, insistent and slow, making it crystal clear that this is what Dean wanted when he came here today. One of Cass's hands lifts from his hip, tangles in the fluffy length of the hair that Dean has allowed himself to grow out recently, and tugs. When Dean's head is pulled back to his satisfaction, Cass bites the bolt of his jaw, presses a kiss to the softness underneath it, and nibbles at his throat. I'm going to fuck you here, he whispers low and rough, the no-nonsense demand in his tone turning Dean into putty in his hands. Bent over my desk. Dean's throat works, Adam's apple bobbing as he swallows. Why he gets off so hard on being manhandled, he'll never know. But thank fuck that Cass is one domineering son of a bitch in the sack. He can hear the rasp in his own voice when he answers, less cheeky and more painfully honest. I'm gonna be real fucking offended if you don't. Stay here. And it's not a request. Dean stays there, bent over his professor's desk while the professor himself locks the door and closes the blinds on the windows that look out over the quad. While he's gone, Dean takes the time to roll his shoulders, loosen up the muscles in his neck, and adjust his hips so that his cock doesn't wind up crushed when Cass really goes to town on him. Good. Cass purrs, returning to pin Dean back to the desk with his hips. So good for me, Dean. He sounds so proud, that whiskey voice all honey-sweet with the praise. You're going to have to keep quiet for me this time. You can do that for me, can't you, Dean? He almost snorts. Almost. Keeping quiet really isn't a strong point of his, especially not with the thought of getting caught running through the back of his mind. There's an idea. Hurry up. You might have other students waiting for office hours. They can wait, Cass rumbles. If you're good for me, they won't know. A pause, punctuated by Cass grinding against his ass hard enough that Dean gets some friction from the front of the desk. It isn't much, but it's good enough that he lets out a little gasp. Or maybe you'd like for them to know. Would you like that, Dean? For the other students to know that you're in here getting fucked in your pretty little panties. Dean jolts as the sparks of heat inside him flare into something that feels more like lava. Too hot for him to maintain any kind of brain power. His confirmation comes out on a shaky breath, accompanied by Cass's name, almost whining. Want them to know that you're taken, Cass. Castiel straightens, his weight leaving Dean's back only to haul him backwards by the hips one hand snaking around to Dean's front to flick his jeans open. I'm taken. If it weren't for the note of hope in the question, Dean would have lost all hope immediately. Lighting his dignity on fire, he nods and cranes his head around so that he can look at Cass through the corner of his eye. I hope so. I'm taken. It isn't a question this time. And through the lust-rough register, Castiel's happiness shines through, just as bright as the smile on his face. A matching grin spreads over Dean's face, something that feels a whole lot like butterflies turning his stomach into a riot. Damn right you are. And then, because there's no taking the brat out of Dean Winchester, he bucks back into Cass's touch. Now how about you take me, huh? Insufferable.
Cass whispers, but there's an absurd level of fondness communicated in just that one word. Cass, Dean complains, flinging a hand around, intent on gripping Cass's hand tight and forcing it down Dean's pants. Except Cass's hand is out of reach, because Cass's hand is coming down on his ass in a stinging slap, just hard enough for Dean to feel it through his jeans. Cass, you fucking tease if you do... A second slap cuts him off. I'm going to take my time, Cass tells him softly, but Dean doesn't miss the undercurrent there. Cass is giving him both a promise and a threat. So you will keep your hands to yourself. Hold on to the desk, Dean. Dean holds on to the desk and damn near bites his own tongue when rough hands rip open his jeans and slide down to the front of his pretty little panties tracing the outline of his cock before gripping it tightly. Had his teeth not been firmly entrenched in his lower lip, Dean would have made enough noise that the jig would have been up right then and there. He white-knuckles the edge of his desk, little whimpers dropping from his lips into the silence of the room like raindrops after a storm. Beautiful, Cass whispers, his hands petting Dean's cock through the pink silk, his hips still grinding up against Dean's ass. They're barely holding you in. His thumb rubs slow over the sensitive head. Dean hisses and thrusts forward in search of more. Taking pity on him, Cass draws the panties down, tugging them just low enough that they sit under Dean's balls and takes him in hand. He pumps him slow at first, taking his sweet time and twisting talented fingers around Dean's cock, thumbing over the slit and back down to gently cup his balls, before retaking hold of him and twisting on the upstroke. Dean feels like he's going insane. Sweat beads at the back of his neck. The backs of his thighs are starting to ache from being bent over this long. And then Cass speeds up, his hand fast and relentless, working Dean over until he can't help but try and fuck into Cass's palm. Son of a bitch, Cass. Oh, fuck, fuck, Cass. Dean's legs are quivering, his voice nothing more than a harsh whisper because somewhere in the back of his mind, there's still something telling him to be quiet. Cass keeps going, hand tied around him, pumping and pumping with a vicious twist of his wrist that works in time with Dean's thrusts. It's perfect, Jesus fuck, it's perfect. Tension coils in the base of Dean's spine and he's close. He's almost there, just one more, please, God, just one more. Cass stops. Someone is making an embarrassing whining sound. It's desperate and high-pitched, so fucking needy that Dean... Oh, God. It's him. He's the one making the sound. Point Cass. I swear to God, if you don't fuck me in the next 60 seconds, I'm going to do it myself. Dean snarls, reduced to ineffective threats and heaving breaths. Cass just snorts. Dean would be enormously offended, but for the way his voice cracks. You will do no such thing. And then shakier. Shit. Lube. Call him a Boy Scout because Dean is prepared. Left pocket. That earns him a breathless laugh and an approving hand smoothing over his ass before Cass dips down to fish it out of his pocket. Perfect. Cass says again, and the approval feels just as good as the physical touch. There's a snicking sound of the mini-bottle's lid being clicked open. 
A breathless gasp falls from Dean's lips as slick fingers press against his hole. The pad of Cass's finger petting over him slow and easy before it dips inside. Not gonna need much, he grits out. Never do, but I'm still open from last night. A second finger has him bucking back, his white-knuckled grip on the desk going hard enough to hurt. I love the way you open for me, Cass murmurs, sounding entranced. Dean has a sneaking suspicion that Cass is watching his fingers fuck in and out of Dean's body. You want it so badly. Cass. Dean's bottom lip is never going to be the same if he keeps biting it like this. Luckily for it, its salvation comes when his mouth drops open on a soundless moan as Cass adds a third finger. Those thick fingers crook inside of him, finding his prostate in one smooth motion as though Cass had memorized its placement. The moan gains its sound back, punched out of him as another sharp slap lands on his skin. Dean can't help himself. The thin thread of control he's had over himself snaps, and he rocks himself back again, shameless and wanting, doing his level best to fuck himself on Cass's fingers. Be good for me, Cass tells him again, gently mocking. There could be other students outside, all lined up and waiting for you to finish. Finish a lot fucking faster if... Dean cuts off on a groan as Cass's fingers crook again, and he has to pant for long seconds before he can make words again. If you just fuck me already... If... The fingers crook a third time. Dean is treated to a shower of sparks behind his slam-shut eyelids as harsh little moans are fucked out of him by Cass's thrusting fingers. There's a litany of please, 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 please coming from him, higher with each time those perfect, beautiful, talented fingers hit that spot inside of him. Dean is on the verge of crying when Cass's fingers pull out of him, and he's left open and horrifyingly empty. But then there's the unattractive squelching lube being deposited, and the very attractive wet sliding sound of a lube-slick hand gliding over a thick cock. Dean is chanting again. Come on, come on, Cass, come on, fuck, oh fuck. The thick head of Cass's cock pushes in with no pause for adjustment, and Dean is finally gloriously being fucked. The hot, wet, pulsing drag inside of him feels fucking fantastic. Cass's deep moan is even better, spurring Dean to fuck himself back on the professor's cock like it's his job. Behind him, he can feel the tremble in Cass's thighs as he holds himself back, forcing himself to go the way he said he would. Dean can't have that. You gonna come in me, Cass? Gonna have to walk around with your cum inside of me for the rest of the day, dirtying up my panties. They're gonna be ruined. Dean... That's all Cass manages before Dean clenches down on his cock as hard as he can. And Castiel breaks. He pounds into him, hips snapping. His iron grip on Dean's hips sure to leave bruises. The harsh slap of sweaty skin and the way their bodies move together, barreling towards release in a no-holds-barred race to the finish line has Dean leaking, pre-cum painting the hardwood of the desk he's bent over. You're gonna look at me when you come. It's almost a snarl. Dean can't help the drawn-out no when Cass pulls out, but then he's being manhandled onto the top of the desk, flipped onto his back, legs pulled up and held under the crooks of Cass's elbows. 
Castiel is beautiful in his pleasure, Dean thinks, with his face all flushed right down to where it disappears into his still-buttoned dress shirt. His hair sticks up all over the place, and it's a goddamn tragedy that Dean hasn't gotten his hands in it yet. His movements telegraph desperation as he hoists Dean's legs higher and slowly feeds his cock back into Dean's fluttering hole. You come when I do. And with that set out as his final command, fire lights in his blue-blue eyes. He uses his grip on Dean's legs to pull Dean roughly onto his cock with each thrust forward. And Dean... Dean hasn't felt this good ever. The pace they're going at isn't sustainable. It's too fast, too rough, and neither of them is an immortal creature capable of sustaining it. But it won't be long. Dean watches his own cock bounce on his stomach, shining all the way down his shaft from how wet he is. Each time it connects with his skin, he gets an extra little shock of pleasure, driving him higher. Cass hauls him up a little bit more and... On the next thrust, tags his prostate again in a dead-on hit that has moans bubbling back up from Dean's throat. With me, Cass says hoarsely, guiding Dean's legs to wrap around his hips so that he's free to bend down over Dean's body. Then, right before he seals their lips together, he says it again, and it sounds like supplication. Dean, with me. This, this is what he needs. Dean finally gets his hands all tangled up into Cass's sweaty, dark hair and pulls him down into a searing kiss that feels like coming home. He wouldn't be able to tell who licked into whose mouth first, but there's tongue and nipping bottom lips and at last, breathless gasping into each other's mouth as Cass's thrusts go erratic. One, two, the third hits Dean's prostate again and he's gone. His orgasm lays waste to his body like lightning, incomprehensible heat that turns his nerve endings to fire. A sound that could be Cass's name leaves him on a gasp, kissed out of his mouth by the man himself. He can feel himself spilling hot and wet all over the both of them, dirtying up Cass's shirt and the cardigan that Dean is still wearing. His body a perfect arch as the perfect, sexy, wonderful Cass comes with him, groaning Dean's name back to him like it's the only word he's capable of saying. Another helpless thrust has the head of his spurting cock rubbing, rubbing, rubbing up against Dean's sweet spot. The overstimulation makes him seize, every muscle in his body locking up. Cass makes a wounded sound, choked out and almost pained, jerking his hips forward like Dean just pulled another orgasm out of him. Just like last night, Afterglow Cass is cuddly. His body is limp and pliant, cuddled as close as possible to Dean as a person slumped over a dude on a desk can be. Better yet, he peppers little kisses over Dean's jaw, down to the side of his neck, where he nudges Dean's jaw with his nose until Dean flops his head over to bare his throat. Dean is immediately rewarded with soft, slow kisses dropped onto his pulse point and down his neck. For his own part, Dean shifts his fingers through Cass's damp hair, grinning up at the ceiling like an absolute dumbass when Cass makes a happy, contented little sound into his skin. So, he has to stop and clear his throat before picking his sentence back up again. You dug the cardigan, huh? Cass's chest shakes in a low chuckle, and he butts his head up against Dean's hand for a demand for more head scritches. Why does that have to be so fucking cute? I like you. 
Yeah, sweetheart, I like you too. He pets through Cass's dark, messy hair again and tries to keep his voice steady. You, um, serious about being taken? Dean. Cass pops up, dislodging the hand in his hair so he can stare down at Dean with a shocked look. Dean stares back, suddenly terrified. Cass's cock is still inside of him. There's no way he's getting shot down when he's still in him, right? Those blue eyes go wide and Dean is being kissed again, with the barest touch of plush lips against his own. It's soft and sweet and puts an ache in his chest right where his heart lives, behind the cage of his ribs. I was going to ask you out after the semester ends. Cass says it like a confession. But then you said something about a one-night stand and I... This time, it's Dean's turn to initiate the kiss. He cradles Cass's jaw between both hands, trying to teach with touch that this is an important thing to him. Figured it was all I could get. Decided this morning I wasn't going to settle for one night. Oh. Cass's eyes are luminous, an adorable little smile breaking through the way Dean has learned over the past few months that it does when something makes him really, really happy, but he's shy about it. And then, because Cass has a weird sense of humor, and here I thought you only liked me for my cardigan. Cass, <laughs> Dean laughs, bubbling with happiness in a way that makes him feel straight up giddy. Shut the fuck up. Dean quickly learns that his new boyfriend is a cheeky motherfucker who, though he solicitously used several tissues to clean them both off, did indeed make him walk around for the rest of the day in ruined panties. The second thing he learns is that the collar of his button-down, because he can't be wearing a cum-stained cardigan out in public, is not quite sufficient to hide the bruises Cass has sucked into his skin. Point Castiel. The third thing he learns is that they're good together. Really, really good together. Cass and Sam get along like a house on fire, two nerds nerding it up. Charlie gives her seal of approval 20 minutes into their first meeting and decides that Cass is her new best friend. It takes precisely one introductory dinner for Bobby, the man who raised Dean to be who he is today, to clap him on the back and order him to bring that boy of his back round soon. Dean has a feeling that a decade from now, he and Cass will still be flirting outrageously and trying to one-up each other. He can see building a life with this man with a clarity he's never had with a partner before. Dean calls it a draw. They're a team now. The end. Thank you so much for listening. Bitch, I'm stylish. Glock talk, big t-shirt, Billy Eilish. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Niggas talk crazy when I pull up in sight. Mile high, run that shit back, bitch, I'm stylish. Glock talk, big t-shirt, Billy Eilish. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Niggas talk crazy when I pull up in sight. Hey, fuck up first class, I'm hey. a Put it in perspective. Bitch, I got everything I wanted and some extra. I am not the type of turning into a detective. Got two on my own phone, barely even checked. Uber is the food I don't call, I just text. Guess I don't feel my little bitch got a vest. Flexed out my Lexus. No 
backseat, so no backseat, protection, no gasless, so don't text, hey, two pistols, 30s in the clip, these are Kimbo's, open and smack him in his mid, bitch, I'm Kimbo, you be throwing cash in the strip, my little bitch, sucking dick for the free, I got a bitch for the bitch, they got me, I know she trip when I trip, so I agree, these bitches still are talking about me like I'm sweet, but she ain't know this shit, three bitches in my motherfucking teeth, bitch, I'm stylish, black top, big t-shirt, bitch, Bitch, I'm stylish. Black talk, big t-shirt, Billy. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Niggas talk crazy when I pull up inside. Mile high, run that shit back, bitch. I'm stylish. Black talk, big t-shirt, Billy. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Niggas talk crazy when I pull up inside. Mile high, fuck up first class, I'm the pilot. Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.